I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Well, hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another special edition of Acton Millwall. Um, I was contacted recently by Tommy Tyler, um, who is the grandson of. One of our old-time Millwall players, Len Tyler, who played for the Lions during the wartime period, 1942 to the post-war to 49, in actual fact, followed the edition that we did where I mentioned the Mill versus Arsenal game, in which um, uh, he played opposite Dennis Compton, the uh, England Test match batsman. They sent me some fascinating details about Len's life, some fascinating photos, and also a contact for his dad, Terry Tyler, um, so I thought I'd take the chance to call Terry and one of the reasons why I do this show is to try to record our history, our club history and, and if we can, the stories of the old players from the old days. Now, Len sadly passed away in 1988 but this conversation is, I found it fascinating. It's with Terry Tyler, the son of Len Tyler who played for Lions in the 40s including the FA War Cup final of 1945 and then post-war during the very tough years of austerity. So we're going to go over to the conversation now with Terry. You are listening to Achten Millwall. There's a massive welcome on the show now to Terry Tyler, um, who is the son of Len Tyler. Welcome to the show, Terry. Oh, good. Nice, nice to speak to you, Nick. Um, and Len Tyler was, of course, for those that don't know, I'm saying, of course, I, I, I didn't know much about Len till your son Tommy contacted me. He was a member of the um, famous uh, Mill side that reached the FA War Cup final, the War Cup South in 1945. And Len was a, I believe his position was a, was a wing half, Terry. Is that is that correct? Well, that's right. I mean, he played in all the, the uh, lead-up games in the, um, the wartime cup final, which was very unusual for a, a, a Millwall player because you used to have a lot of guest players in them days. I did. And he, yes, he played. He played what was left half in them days, but they don't have a left half now. It's always midfield and this. And he played left back as well, so it was always left back or left half. Um, yes, and he played in the wartime cup final, and mm. he was so proud. The the most proudest moment I think was when he got 
presented to the king. You know, I mean, this was always, you know, to play for Millwall, you've got to appreciate that my dad um, was born on the Isle of Dogs, which, and only was over he? the back of his, yes, only over the back of his garden, or back of his garden, his park, I should say, the park was, you know, near the park there, there the mud chute, was where Millwall's ground was. You remember the Millwall had a ground? Um, they in, did, um, yeah. They called it North Greenwich back then, didn't they? That's uh, right, they did. I, I think it was in East Ferry Road, and, uh, well, that was just over the back. Well, they weren't there when my father lived there, because they'd moved to New Cross by then. In 1910, I think they moved to New Cross. But nevertheless, it was still within that, so, we might say, the sound of the sound of Millwall. But he was a Millwall supporter right from a kid. And it's like all us kids, we always want to play for our team, don't we? You know, it's a, it's a thing we always want to do. And that was what he wanted to do, right from a little kid, play for Millwall. And of course, right. he got his ambition and he, he played for Millwall. And um, to him, that was... Well, you can imagine to any Millwall supporter to put on a Millwall shirt and play for your team. It's you know, it's, it's what you live for, you know. You must and uh, be. he played yeah. and played the was I played on until nineteen fifty with Millwall. Um, and he left there, and he, yeah. But the the thing was with with me dad, he was Millwall. He was Millwall, and from the day he left Millwall, uh, the day he packed up football. Millwall was his team, and he went to Millwall. He didn't miss a game at Millwall. Well, I say he didn't miss a game. Of course, he missed a game. But he used to go to Millwall. He didn't have a car, couldn't drive, so he's got on the bus down to Newcross Gate <laughs> and walk from Newcross Gate to the ground. As you know, it was a little walk yeah, towards yeah. the end. There, he had a few um, few difficulties doing that, but he'd done it. He went until the day he died. He still went down Millwall. So, you, if ever there was a, a Millwall man. You know, um, there he was. Yeah. I've got to I've got to admire him. You know, for for, for what he, for that. And um, the unfortunate part about all this situation is, I mean, I used to go with him a lot. I'm going to say all the time, but a lot, because I was a Millwall fan and I went to, well, I went to most of the games, actually. We used to stand up down Millwall, you know, and it come to the season um, just before they went up, when they got into the first division. And he said, yeah, he, said, Look, yeah. he, said he said to me, why don't we get a, a stand seat? Because he, by then he, his health wasn't as He's good feeling as he the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, why don't we get, why don't we get a, a seat in the stand? He said, and if Millwall do go up, he said, at least we, you know, we haven't got to queue up or anything. We've got something. Anyway, lo and behold, we did buy, we did buy a season to get that season. And they went up that season. Wow. Needless to say, my father died the, the, a few months before they actually went up. So he never got to see him play in the first division, which was, would have been everything to him, you know. And that would have been, been to a lot of supporters of his age, you know. Quite a sad moment for me when I did go down there because I still carried carried on going down there and um, yeah. that he couldn't he couldn't see his team like playing the first division and there was one other thing about that it, it, it strikes a a thing with me was that during that period as you know when we all went into the first division they had quite a good run at the start of the season they did yeah, yeah wonderful run in fact but um, top of the table I remember they it. was for a little while like it yeah. was yesterday Terry you know? well you do remember and I don't even <laughs> remember but. Um, I think it was in November. I went far into the season. Millwall went up to Liverpool. Yeah. And um, there was obviously the amount of Millwall supporters that went to go up to Liverpool. You're never going to get tickets for that. And Millwall put closed circuit television on. They didn't often do that down at Millwall. No, the occasional thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And they, they, it was on there, the Liverpool game. So it was on closed circuit television. And I was down there, I remember it. And, and if you remember right, Millwall took the lead at Liverpool. That's it. Now, at the time, <laughs> Liverpool. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's Steve, you've got it. Liverpool at that time was well, like they are probably today. They were giants, like they were giants. They were yeah. they were the team, and it came up on on the on the screen. And when I think of it, I even think back of it now. I can never forget it. It went Liverpool nil, 
Millwall won. <laughs> I thought to myself then, you know, I know it ended up as a one-all draw, but I thought to myself, God, if, if them old Millwall supporters, like, you know, who've supported yeah. Millwall for years, ever yeah. thought that Millwall would go to Liverpool and be one nil up, you know what I mean? It's just a thing that's always been in the back of my mind, you know, it's always a thing that struck me, uh, yeah, it's one of them things, isn't it? And yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was the story of uh, basically that that part. But I can continue with it. But the, the story that follows on from that. Yeah, enough. yeah, well, do do do. Well, the wartime, the wartime, as you say, it was in the wartime, the forty-five cup final. Yeah. And the following season was when the FA Cup returned to the, as a, as the FA Cup as a proper FA proper, Cup. Yeah, proper yeah. FA Cup. But it's the only time it's ever been played over two legs. Home yes. and away. That's right. Apart from the final, of course. But every leg was home and away, right from the very start of it. The idea was to, because there was a lack of football during the war, they give teams a chance to, you know... Spread the money, money about as well. Yeah, That's the, right. you've got yeah. Well, the bit I'm getting to was in the... I think it was in the... It was in the, in the January, I believe. Millwall played... Uh, they had their home game to Aston Villa. It was a cup game. Right. That was on the Saturday. Anyway... Millwall got beat 4-2 by Aston Villa at Millwall down at Den. Yeah. And what happened was there was Millwall had several injuries for, to their team at that time. Really, and my father was one of them, and he had a gash right down his leg and stitched it up and everything. And he was told to go home and rest it for a week, you know, and, and hold your yeah. leg up. Take it easy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on the following day, on the Sunday, he was indoors, and they come knocking at his door, and they said, "You've got to come. You've got to, you've got to play because the return game was the following day on the Monday. It's all they had two days separate." They said, "You've got to, you've got to play." He went, "We can't hardly walk." They went, "No, we we'll strap it up. We we'll do this." Anyway, the, the the end of this story is was that we all went to Villa on the on the Monday, and after team was firstly Cloudy Walk. Right? right, and that was Millwall's biggest ever defeat, nine-one. Nine-one, record nine-one to Aston Villa. But then yeah. the story was, and this, but but if you look at it without knowing, but after Millwall team for Lardy Walk, and and also <laughs> and I, I also know the story as well that the goalkeeper bloke called Dunk, Dunkley, Dunkley, right, Charles Dunkley, but not a very famous name, but he was the goalkeeper for Millwall. And the Aston Villa supporters, they, they cheered him off the pitch. He was the actual star for Millwall. He, I think he saved them another dozen goals. Apparently, he was brilliant in goal. But that was Millwall's <laughs> biggest ever defeat, 9-1 uh, at Aston Villa. And that was a result, as I say. And you look at it and, and you think, well, how fast are you getting beat 9-1? By, you know, but, yeah, after the team was couldn't walk. I mean, so, you, you know, do- it's a, you wouldn't do that nowadays. I mean, play a game. Oh, it couldn't happen, could it? You know, I mean, rightly so. I mean, that's 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 the, that's the measure of it. What you've just described there. I mean, it's just amazing that Len was involved in some pretty historic moments in history. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, one yeah. way or the other, you know. Um, I mean, when you look at it now, I mean, yeah, substitutes obviously come in well, quite a few years no after substitutes. that. Substitutes playing the day yeah, after. Yeah, well, you didn't have substitutes in them days. So, I mean, I, I did. Uh, apparently, you know, they put a couple. But the uh, the idea was, if you're injured, they put you out on the wing. Yeah, out of the way. Stick him out on the wing, and you know, and that's what they used to do. Well, apparently they did stick him out on the wing, but they run out of people. Only two wings, and you, you know, and the rest of them can't walk. You know, and it was a show up. In fact, as a result, but it couldn't be helped. I mean, you know, you imagine how, how, how the players felt. I mean, you know, you're being beaten nine-one. You're being shown up really, and, and it's not your fault really. You know, no, no, no. And, um, you've been asked to do too much. But that's a and little story about about Millwall. 
yeah, I suppose, yeah, always always a club that um, looked after the money side of things first and foremost, I well, suppose. I, yeah, yeah. I think it was a bit like that. Yeah, I think it was a bit. And at that time, obviously, they couldn't have had a lot of money through no, after the no. war and that, you know, I mean, it was, um, but yes. Some of the photos that Tommy, uh, uh, Terry's son, Tommy, has been in contact, certainly some family photos and some some bits and pieces that you've got, like a scrapbook and that kind of thing, yeah, Terry. But, I mean, yeah. some of the photos of Len are fantastic. The, the kind of bomb-damaged den. Um, he's wearing a, yeah. a, a brilliant, a brilliant car, Millwall shirt. I mean, it looks like you get a family of five moved into the shirt. And he's, well, he's he, there he is on the pitch wearing it. It's, it's, it's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful Funny thing, stuff. I'll tell you, another the reason that shirt, you've got that one with the shirt um, with his, it's, yeah, his it's, sleeve hanging out. Yeah. It's triple X, I think they call it. <laughs> Well, he put it, and you can see the stand behind has been not blown Bombs. down through the wall. Yeah. But he was uh, the reason he was on his own doing that picture was the the team photo at the start of the season had been taken, but he was injured. So they said to him, we've got to have a picture of you. And they just put that on. He ran out there with his shirt hanging off, like, you know, and they took a picture of him because they didn't have him in the team photo. That's, that's why that picture was actually taken. I do know that one. It's I, a great, know, I think uh, I brought that up to him when I was a kid like, Dad, why are you, why are you, why you know? wearing that? Yeah, it's a yeah. great image. Um, yeah. now, just reading a little, it's like an obituary, I think it was put into the programme when, when then passed away in, in 1988 here, uh, Terry. Um, he was playing as an amateur um, at the start of the war, is that correct, for Red, Red Hill FC? Red Hill, well, Red Hill was a, was a, a feeder team, like a... A, a nursery like a, team for, like a satellite club right okay yeah. I didn't know that yeah. I didn't, yeah. no I didn't know he was playing as an amateur and then obviously with 1939 he's, he's volunteered to uh, to uh, a conscript or volunteered I don't know which yeah. way it would have been then to, to go he into the army he would have been conscripted because he would have been what 20 then I think so he's gone into yeah. the army at the start yeah. of the war which um, which service did he did he um, serve with was well he was he in the, the army he was, a, he was a dispatch rider for Dis- for, okay yeah um, towards the end of it he, he got injured um, right. as well um, and then I, then he, I think it, he went on to something else in the army that's why he managed to get a bit of time during the end of the war um, he was doing something else which I, I think I don't know I don't know myself so no bit. no no. Um, and uh, he, he managed he managed to get a little bit of time to play play a bit of football um, no, you know. no, I've had I've had a look in the um, the complete record book, the com- Richard Lindsay. The as we were just saying before we started recording, um, a lot of the wartime football, the the teams were often guest players. You, you you've touched on that, and also yeah. a lot of the team sheets weren't particularly accurately kept. I think so. Um, That's right. The the reason that. Um, that Tommy uh, got in touch with me because I mentioned an Arsenal game which was in the post 1945-46 um, which was still like a it wasn't the wartime league the war had finished but it was like the first season of wartime football still or the last season of it I guess yeah um, that's right in which um, Dennis Compton played for Arsenal and Len would have opposed him at the den as in his in his um, wing wing half position and he's uh, Tommy sent me a wonderful. Um, it's a little video of a, of a newspaper clip, which, um, if I can read it out, if you'll if you'll indulge me, I'd oh, like to read. Was, yeah, if you had to know what you're talking about, yeah, yeah. Read yeah. it out. I mean, it's it's come from a newspaper when we got promoted. So it was the Mirror, I believe. It was in the Mirror. Daily Mirror. So, um, yeah. sadly, Len never got to see the lines in the first division. But I'm going to read the whole article. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's on, just mate. it's just beautiful. Now the headline is "Breath of Wit for a Maestro." Um, the columnist has written, I'm worried about Millwall. They're now in the real danger of promotion to the first division. Mixing with the toffee noses of Arsenal and Tottenham could ruin them. They'll be wearing d- dinner jackets next. Their sudden fame and the shudders of distaste amongst the upper crust at the prospect of having to play at Coldblow Lane made me search my memory for my favourite recollection of the club. 
Um, he says, I think it was the London Challenge Cup um, against Arsenal in the late 1940s. The great Dennis Compton, who was also well-known, sir, is a probably better known as a Test match um, England cricket player, really, but he was a footballer mm. for Arsenal. Um, and as the columnist here says, he was a much better footballer than he was given credit for. He was having a run out for the Arsenal reserves in a, this Challenge Cup game. There was a good crowd at Highbury to see the Maestro's return. As he sped down the left wing, his ball at his feet, Len Tyler, Millwall's uncompromising right back, uh, and in brackets, all their fullbacks were uncompromising, <laughs> um, headed st- straight for, for Compton. There was an almighty crash, and Compton lay prostrate on the wet turf, unmoving and seemingly lifeless. Tyler's hands on hips stood above the fallen idol. There was an absolute silence in the stadium, the awe-stricken hush which descends in the presence of a tragedy was suddenly broken by a mill wit in the crowd. Kick him, Len, he advised. He's still breathing. The thing was, my dad was known for being rather hard, hard tackler. You know, hard, hard, uh, yeah. But, Robust. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I've never seen my dad actually play because I was, he, was, he, was, he was finished, but I was only a little baby. And, and, right. But he always said to me, he went, I was hard, but I was fair. But then I think every footballer has always said exactly the same thing, hasn't they? I mean, you could go to any of them, and I dare say they've all said the same thing. But no, he said, I was always fair. I was hard, but fair. And um, he, he got, obviously, they liked him at Millwall, because, and he liked him at Ipswich, and because, of, because of that. He was, yeah. Because he was hard, and, you know, and, and that's what, to be fair, that's what Millwall like. They like players that give... Give all for, everything. for Millwall. He used to say to me, my dad, he said, you, you wouldn't believe, he said, he used to sit in the dressing room, he said, when I put on a Millwall shirt, he said, that, you know, to me, I, that, oh, I, was, I was ready for it. He said, but you get other players there. He said, to be fair, they come from other clubs and come from up yeah. north. He said, we had a couple of Scottish players. He said, they couldn't care, they don't really care about Millwall. He said, they're just there, they, you know, they're just out there for the for the game, it's a job, guys, and, you know. He said, but to me, it was always, no, this is Millwall, you know, and and Millwall's have many, many, many players, as you well know, in the in the part absolutely yeah. that, that have been just like that, you know. That once they put on a Millwall shirt, that's the, that is it, and you know, and I think and I get the impression, and from what people I've heard like years ago, and people that knew him, that that was him. He was Millwall through and through, and 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 as I say, and he weren't the first one, he ain't the last one, and there will hopefully be plenty more. But Absolutely. Millwall was his team, and that's so. That's the only thing I can honestly say that you know I knew about my father. You know, and so uh, that that is it, really. You know, to be fair, that is it. There's one other fascinating story that I want to touch on. I don't know how much you'll know about this, but it's part of the the obituary that was put into the programme. Mm. Just, I mean, it kind of touches on that point uh, how through and through Millwall Len was because. Um, he had a budding film career. He was, he was, he was being. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll read it as it's as the obituary says. He was a budding actor. Then was a budding actor, and had appeared with Robert Donat and Tommy Trindle. Was a famous comedian, and Robert Donat was a, a, a leading actor of the, of the day back in the 1940s, amongst others. This led to an offer of a film role around the same time as he had the chance of, of a professional career with Millwall, which would be about 45, 46, I suppose. Um, and Len chose Millwall. Um, that's quite well, something, yeah. isn't it, Terry? You know. I, I, yeah, but well, I, this I brought up with him when I, when I, you know, when I found out about it when I was younger, you know. Yeah. And also, what he also done a lot of doubling for. Uh, I know he probably to, to you and most people, Trevor Howard was a, yeah. was a big actor, big big English actor at the time. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he was his sort of um, also done his 
doubling like you know so any running bits or chasing and that he used to do that for him as well so he got right into it you know but as as you're aware football has got terrible wages you know uh, the money was terrible yeah and you'll find that nearly all football all footballers had to find a summer job to, to to make their ends meet and he got into this filming like you know and um but going back to it again you know as as i said to him dad i said you could have got got your ticket and you got in there you've been in that you know and he's all he wanted to do was play football. You can imagine it. You know, he, he, at the end of the war, um, he's waited five years basically because of the war and that. Yeah, and all yeah. he's wanted to do is, is, is to play football. So, the, really speaking, it never ever came into question, as far as I can understand with him, it never came into question that he was ever going to want to go into films and things like that. But I did bring it up with him, the same as you just brought up with me. You know, why, why didn't you? Know, <laughs> why didn't you do it? You know, you could. We could be rich, sort of thing. You, know? you could have been um, in Hollywood. But no, so. yeah, no. He, 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 football was his football was his game, so he signed for Millwall, and and that is what you know he always wanted to do, obviously. And Love funny, yeah, but he was Love into the, the film. Funny that the manager at the time um, was um, Jack Cock was um, yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Cock was the time. Yeah, funny enough, Jack Cock was. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Getting on them, but he was a. I don't know if you realize what you obviously do. He was one of Millwall's top goal scorers, all time goal scorers. Yeah, back he, in the um, the twenties and thirties, I think. The thirties. Was... It was in the thirties. He was, yeah. he scored a remarkable amount of goals for Millwall, um, and uh, he went on to manage Millwall. And he got. He was also. I did read a little bit about him. He got into the film, this sort of thing. Whether or not the the fact that Jack Cock, Jack Cock was actually one that signed my dad in in the. 43, I think it was, when he took over at Millwall. Um, whether or not they was friends, I don't know. He was, I say he was a lot older than me, Dad. But, but, but I don't know how he got into the film, Lark. You know, I really don't know how he got into it. But it's just a coincidence that he'd done the same sort of thing. I mean, just just looking at some of the photos that uh, that your son sent me here, um, there's one where I think touching on the same thing about low money for footballers out of, or mm. they, had, they had to make take their opportunities where they came. There's like a yeah. promotion of some sort with Cadbury's, I think. Um, 
it looks like he's in a factory, like a, ch- a chocolate biscuit factory or something. I guess Cadbury's Bourneville. I think that was just a, a promotion before the. Uh, that was before the, the uh, cup final in '45. I think the but, teams was taken round up as, a, as an advertising thing. They, I dare say, the clubs earned money for taking the teams round, like promoting. Cadbury's chocolate and that, you know, so we've had the Chelsea team and the Millwall team doing the same around. thing. Yeah, that's more or less that. just about earning money, mate. As simple as that, I think, you know. But it's a side, it's a side view of Len, and he's, I mean, there's a young lady on the on the uh, biscuit um, machine or whatever you call it, and there's a side view of Len. You can see the film. Yeah, you could say, yeah, that's that's he's got a face for film because he's yeah, got quite, he, was, he was apparently quite, I mean, yeah, quite a distinctive looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely. was quite good. And his hair, he had this, uh, I mean, that's another thing he got into, he started doing this brill cream, I think. I know, funny, I saw like Dennis Compton. Dennis Compton was the was the brill cream boy. Yeah, yeah that's right. He, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. funny, we were talking about Compton. And um, I know he got into adverts as well with doing that because he had jet black wavy hair. Yeah, um, I mean, you had, had to make your money. I mean, there's another photo of, with Len with like the Bill Creams hairstyle, kind of like a. Mm. I, I think Brian Ferry would have that later on in the 70s. This kind of like, floppy kind of hairstyle that he's yeah. got there. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. wonderful stuff. Um, Len Len moved on after four years, 90 appearances for Millwall, um, 1946 to about 1950-ish, I believe, Terry. Yeah, was, yeah. And then he's another 70 odd performances with um, with Ipswich, which is when he. Um, I, th- I think he went into was it Sitting Bourne he finished his, his, his and he finished, playing days? he finished up at Sitting Bourne yeah for, he played a few times about 90 odd times I believe at Sitting Bourne yeah. um, what, did, what did he do after that was he was he... He, had the, he had the opportunity well he had different uh, opportunities also you know um, small up small clubs like even uh, he had the chance to manage Dally Jamlet you know which is a local right. local team around here and that but he never wanted he never really I think he spoke it over his father um and they, I mean, you've got to remember, management wasn't like management is today. I mean, no. you know, you weren't earning the fortunes they they earn today, you know. And, and and he never really, but he'd done a bit of coaching, and he also he also done a bit of scouting for one or two teams, and he also um, went down to Crystal Palace for a little while. Right. You have a you have an A team, what they called an A team. Yeah. So that was like it was a team, not the, the first reserve team, but if they had players that was coming through, or players that had been injured. And, that, and he coached them, and he coached them for a few years, and he quite enjoyed that. But it wasn't a full-time post; it was sort of no, you know, it was no, sort no, of two no. evenings a week and a, and a Saturday, um, and he enjoyed that. And, and and I've been told by several people that they, the way he handled the players, you know, the way, the way he could react to the players and respond to the players and understand the players, you might say, he would have been a really good manager. You know, I've been told that by obviously several people that I've got to, to know soon after the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he never went into that. And he, he come completely, although he come completely out of football, he didn't come completely out of the love of football. He, football was his life. You know, it really was his life. He, um, I think he had, he had the, I know he had the chance to, to um, take over a local pub. Right. Which a lot of footballers get the opportunity to because you're you're a bit of a name and pubs like it, you know. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But he, absolutely. He never yeah. wanted that. And no. no, and he ended up he was in an advertising agency, just basically, right. you might call it an office job, really, um, up in town, you know. And and he and he done that until he retired, like you know. And but football was still his love, you know. And I say Millwall was always was always, yeah. But football, he just loved football, and it's the same. And, and Millwall was his was his number one team, and then the. And he was always Millwall, so that was he didn't really carry on into football. 
in a big no, way. No, the, the conventional route. No, and he, and then um, he became a season ticket holder to Dan all his life. Up until, and I mean, it was one of my questions, and you've answered it earlier on, Terry, was to whether he saw us get promoted. That would have been the most wonderful. Well, yeah, um, I'd say con- he, died in, he died in the January. I Millwall got promoted, obviously, in the in the in the, in, in, the, the uh, in the April. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. So, and uh, you never got to see him in in the actual. First division, which I mean, most people didn't, because no. it was the first time they ever went there. So I mean, you and your family must be very, very proud of him. I mean, it's it's just a wonderful. The, the pictures yeah, are yeah. incredible. I always remember as a kid going down there when I was about five, six, seven years old, and that was because I always went with my dad. Funny enough, we always went together, even as a young kid, right until to I was, well, to, to I was a grown man. You know, yeah. I always went with my dad because obviously going with my dad, we understood each other. We, we both loved Millwall. And it was, you know, obviously it was, it was lovely together. But I remember going down as a kid, and, and all these, all these men was coming up with me. Hello, Lynn. All right, then, how you going? Yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember, I never forget. I remember saying to him, "Dad, why did them? How do you know that man? And these men all keep coming up talking <laughs> to you." Terry, that's that's fantastic. Um, I've really appreciated your time this afternoon. Um, Len Tyler. 1919 to 1988, Mill player from the 42 wartime season until 1949 50. Um, what a wonderful story. Um, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today, Terry. Many, many well, it's been nice to, to talk to you, uh, Nick, and it's been, uh, it's been very, very pleasurable to, to go back on memories like you know, with my dad. So um, hopefully, hopefully you'll, see, you'll find it interesting. Wonderful stuff. Many, many thanks, Terry. All, All right, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that was a wonderful conversation with Terry Tyler. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, big thank you to, to Tommy for getting in touch with me following that recent edition. If you have any um, stories or connections or anything at all to do with any of the old-time Mill players, I'd love to hear from you. It's, it's been a great conversation this afternoon. I hope you've enjoyed it too, dear listeners. But if you have any, um, you know, any similar kinds of um, connections to old mill players, please do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So the email address is, as we say often, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on 0208 0232. Or if all else fails, get in touch with us via Twitter, which is at achtungmillwall. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye for now. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com All one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232 that's 0208 144 0232. Leave us a voicemail. No human will be involved in the receipt of your message. So give us a shout. Tell us what you think about all things Millwall. And the best messages will be read out on air. Achtung, Mehlball. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.